So today's Resurrection Sunday, and and I've been teaching the last couple of weeks about a resurrected life, and so that's the name of the message today. And it made me think about this: that we've heard this message. If we if we're saved, we've heard this message for a lot of years. We've heard it each year. And, and so we know a lot of us even can say the scriptures. We, we can call them, we can just call them out. And we think about this when we're next to a graveside of someone that we love. So we have the opportunity to think about the resurrection. So I have a question for you today. How is, has the resurrection made a difference in your life? Did it, did it change your thinking and your behavior? And knowing this, that thinking about where you're going to spend eternity, did it change how you treat others? What about in your worship to God? Do you realize that the real change is in here? Cause here's what we believe. We believe, we believe that Jesus is the son of the living God and he came into this world and he lived And he died on a cross, but then he was raised again, and now he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Hallelujah. How has that made a difference in your life? I know what you're saying. Pastor, I just wanted to come hear some pleasant sermon about the resurrection today. Don't challenge me. It's too late. How has it changed our lives? So I'm just going to spend a few minutes here talking about what we do believe. Here's what we believe, that Christ rose from the dead and he is seated at the right hand of the Father. I just said that. And and it says in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 12, now listen carefully. It says this, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. Here's what we believe. We believe that he was the all-sufficient sacrifice for all all the sins of the world. And the second thing that we believe is this. We believe that we're saved by grace through faith. The Bible says this in Ephesians 2 and verses 8 and 9. It says, for by faith you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is a gift from God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. Hallelujah, it is a gift from God. But yet some people don't believe that. You know what they believe? They believe that their conduct determines if they're going to heaven or hell. And can you imagine the bondage in that? That if you were to ask them, are you going to heaven? They might say something like, I'm not sure. Well, I think I am. Or they could even say, well, I don't know. Some days I think I am. And then other days I think no. But they think that way, and it's got them in bondage because because they don't understand the Word of God. Because in Ephesians 1, starting with verse 13, it says this, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says that we've been sealed. And it's not by our behavior. It's by the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. 
So we believe that. We believe we're saved. And the the next one is this. We also believe that we'll live forever. And that's because of John 3.16. We all know that verse. It says, for God so loved the world that he... That he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. See, we believe that. You know, we know that scripture and we can quote that scripture. So why would we doubt if we're saved or not? If we've received Jesus as our Lord? Why would we doubt? But we believe that. We believe why? Because it's in God's word. We trust God's word. Hallelujah. And the next one is this. We believe we'll be raised from the dead. He was raised from the dead, but we believe we will be. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 42, it says, So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption and is raised in incorruption. In fact, that whole chapter, you ought to read it. It's it's about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And so... I was thinking about this, and, and you know, it's amazing how people, many people, they put a lot of effort in to how they look. Okay, I'm guilty. You know, we, we, we're concerned about our hair. We're concerned about how we're dressed, even our shoes. I have a good friend, and he always makes fun of my shoes. You wearing no shiny shoes today? But it's a big deal to us. But, you know, there's a time coming where we won't have to worry about that anymore. Not even give it a thought. Because the Bible says that we're sown in in corruption, but we're raised in incorruption. Another way you could look at it this way, that these bodies are perishable. Some versions say that way. It says that we're sown perishable, but we're raised imperishable. And see, what happens is when we get into the presence of God, we'll be eternally perfect. We'll have this glorified body. So after that, we won't have to be concerned ever again about what we look like. And so the last thing I wrote down was this. We believe we will go to heaven. You can read about this in the book of Revelation, and even in the Gospels, Jesus talked about it. But I believe this, that the most important thing for you to know today is this. And it's in John chapter 14, and it's verses 2 and 3. It says this, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you, that where I am there you may be also. He didn't just say, I'm leaving, and and I'm going to prepare a place. He says the last part. He says, I will come again, and I'll receive you. So what he's telling us is he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going ahead of you, prepare a place for you, and then someday I'm going to return. Now, I think we call that the rapture. (laughs) That someday he's going to come back and get us, and it could be very soon. The Bible, I mean, a lot of people think we're living in the last of the last days. And so, but when we go there, he's prepared a place for each one of us. Not only that, he has a plan and purpose for each one of our lives and that we can have a relationship with him. And if we walk with him, then someday we're going to be, go to heaven and, and we're going to be sinless. We're going to be holy and we're going to stand before almighty God, the righteousness of God in Christ. And see, 
Each one of us have this relationship with Jesus, and and it's personal, and it's intimate. He knows who we are, and he knows that we make mistakes. He knows we're not perfect. But what's so cool is, is when we do make a mistake, he cleans us up, doesn't he? And he does it over and over and over again. Over again. That's because of the promise that we have and the relationship we we have with our Lord Jesus. He knows we're not perfect and, and we can't be in this life. There's no way. But by faith, we can be his child and we can go to heaven. That's the best part. You guys ever think about going to heaven? I just think it'd be cool. You've heard me say this before, that when someone told me about Jesus the first time, they asked me that. Do you, do you want to go to heaven someday? And I went, I don't know. I didn't know anything. And, and so, but then someone else came along. No, that person actually, he said, he says, well, you're not anyway. You're going to go to hell. <laughs> pretty, pretty in my face, huh? And I said, and, and we were driving to Austin, Texas to go to a ZZ Top concert. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Santana was there. And, and they sang, I got a black magic marker. I think that's what it was. Not really. But they were there. But on the way, he told me I was going to hell. And see, that really bothered me after that. It bothered me, especially when I was all alone at night. And I'd think about I didn't want to go to hell. And I know I tell the same stories all the time, but that's the one. Those are the ones I know. And this is how I can relate to this. But another person came by and he gave me the opportunity. But this time he talked about heaven. And he said, he told me a message. He said, it's not about you anyway. It's about what Jesus did for you. All you do, all you need to do is to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. And again, I rejected him. And again, I thought about it all the time. Because I I think even, even the most dedicated sinner, that when it comes down to it, that they think about they don't want to go to hell. I really believe that. I know I didn't want to. So then the time came again, and I received Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And you know, since then, I've been walking with him, and, 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 and he's, I've messed up. He's picked me up. He's cleaned me up time and time again. Praise the Lord. So with all these scriptures in mind that I've been talking about and that, and that wonderful testimony I just gave you, um, what effect has it had on our life? That's the question. I'm going to go back to that same question that I asked earlier. So if we believe these truths that, that I've been talking about so far, how's it going to affect you tomorrow morning when you go to work? And you work all week. How does it affect you when, when Friday night, when the weekend comes or even Sunday or any time? How does it affect you? Does the, are, do you think you're different? Does it, does it change the way you think? Did it change your life? Is there a difference it, it, that's been made in your life? It could be in the way you, you dress, where you go. 
But did it really change us? Hallelujah. And let me ask you this. If you were talking to an unbeliever, excuse me, an unbeliever, and, and so if they question you and they said this, so what made the change? Okay, so I notice you are different. I have a friend that was telling me that, that he goes to this place every week and he works. He works at a lot of different places, but, but he is known as a Christian. People know that he's a Christian, and I love that about him. There's no question in their mind. They know this man is a Christian. And so one of them came walking up to him just the other day, and I'm sure I'm not telling this right, but he said this, uh, so I hear you're one of those Christians. And this guy's pretty dry a little bit, but he's kind of witty, and he goes, so what's your question? But what I, I mean... And I don't even remember what the question was. But the thing that stood out to me is they know. They know he's a Christian. So what makes this difference? Why are we different? I believe it's the Holy Spirit that brought salvation to us. And it's the Holy Spirit that seals us. It's the Holy Spirit that gives us the power to walk with Jesus Christ every day. The Holy Spirit is in us. That's the difference. We have the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So, if you, I mean, I got way ahead of myself here. So, it did make a difference. The Holy Spirit did. You know, the Bible says this in 1 Peter 1.15. It says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Does that ever freak you out? Freaks me out a little bit. Holy? He wants me to be holy? What is holy? Well, I just got to tell you this. It's not sinless. Because he says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, that he's just and faithful to forgive our sin and to forgive us of all unrighteousness. Because again, you know, he knows that we mess up and he's made a way for us to get right with him again. So really, what is holy? It's really, I think it's this. It's a committed, a life that is committed to Jesus Christ. That seems pretty simple, huh? Because he has this plan for each one of us. I wrote down some things. We are committed to Jesus. We attempt to live by the truths and the word of God. And we know we're not perfect. But our goal is to be holy. So what is holy? It's a genuine heartfelt attempt to walk in his ways and be obedient to him in every aspect of our life. Hallelujah. And and after a while, you know what? When we begin to walk with Jesus, that's the desire of our heart, isn't it? That each day we want to come closer to him. And we do it by loving people, by giving, and then sharing our testimony with others. Holy. We are holy. Remember a couple weeks ago when I said the message I had was called In His Presence. When we're in His presence, remember we found out three things. How big He is, how small we are, but the last one was this, how good He is. And see, what he does when we're in the presence of God is he lets us know when we are out of whack. He lets us know when we're doing something that we shouldn't do. 
But see, the goodness of him is this. He'll, he'll convict us, but then he will forgive us. All we have to do is remember that scripture. That if we confess that sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of that sin, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So I really mean, I, I think it means this, that we're godly. Amen. That's pretty challenging too. We're godly. But that means we're godly because we're obedient to the word of God. Hallelujah. And because of that, we walk with God. And, and we learn his ways and be, we become more like him all the time. And that's our goal, isn't it? We want to be, be like Jesus. Hallelujah. Wow. There's a lot of people up there today. Hey, you guys, I don't pay attention to you enough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't y'all shout hallelujah up there? What I tell you, there's a bunch of them up there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you guys love me? Okay, I was just checking. Okay. <laughs> so let's go back to that message to the unbeliever. Okay, so someone asks you, what do you believe? What do you say? I'm going to help you out this morning. Hallelujah. You say this, I confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I believe the Word of God. I'm one of those people that believe in Him, and because of that, I I'm not going to perish, but I'm going to have everlasting life. And let me tell you this, my friend. I don't deserve it. I didn't earn this. I didn't do anything special. God gave it to me. It's a gift from God because Jesus died on the cross for me. And he died on the cross for you too. That seems so simple, doesn't it? That we just tell him, you know, hey, I'm doing this, and it's because, and it's because I, I, if I walk with him, I receive eternal life, and I have his goodness, mercy, and his kindness, and I have the joy that gives me confidence that walk, that I can walk with him on a daily basis. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes, he is my strength. Hallelujah. And you know, <laughs> the more I talk about this, I'm kind of getting excited. So shouldn't we be excited? Do you remember when you first got saved? I remember I first got saved and I knew I wasn't going to hell. I thought everybody thought, you know, they'd be so excited about this. And so I began to tell everybody that I, that I ran to, hey, I'm not going to hell anymore. <laughs> I really didn't know at that point quite how to tell them to get saved. But I told them, I'll take you to church and they'll do it for you. And so, you know, it... it can you imagine, just imagine this, the disciples, that they spent 40 days with Jesus after the resurrection, 40 days. And during that time, he proved to them many times that, that he had been raised from the dead. But there came a time when he ascended, and they were there. And can you imagine, they just, they watched him go up, Going up into heaven? I don't think they said, well, I'll be. <laughs> That's what they say in Texas. Well, I'll be. I don't know what you're going to be, but. <laughs> I believe that they said this. Look, he has risen. He's risen from the dead. That validates everything that he ever taught us. 
I think that they were, they were so excited, and that's the way we need to be. Every day when we get up, we need to look for an opportunity that, so we can just tell somebody about this wonderful life that we have, this life that we not just know that we're going to heaven, that while we're here, we can walk in abundant life. He's going to bless us every day. We should be excited about this. And, and you may say, well, you know, we weren't there. Why are you so excited? It's because of this. It's because of the word of God. It's because when we get into this word, we find out who we are in Christ, what we have in Christ. We learn about the name of Jesus and the power that's available to us because we get into this word of God, the privileges that we have as a Christian. And it's in this book. We do have this book. If you don't have one of these today, we'll give you, we'll give you a Bible. And I guarantee you, when you get into this book, you'll find out what God has done for you. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. Cause, because we have this great life. We've been so blessed. We're blessed. And you know, it reminds me that in here, it's in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. It says this, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Isn't that what it says? Who knows that scripture? Just about everybody. And he's telling us that we go, we need to go into the world. You know, remember I told you Moses didn't give the 10 suggestions. No. And this wasn't a suggestion either. He said, go. He said, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Hallelujah. It wasn't a suggestion. And see, the more we get into the word of God, the more you come to church, the more you let me teach you, the more that you're in the Bible studies that we have, the more that you learn about Jesus, then every day you realize what you have and you do get excited. Another day to serve God. And that, see that just this morning, I am so excited about that. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I don't even know where I'm at here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm on the wrong page. Praise the Lord. So, and it's because we're empowered. We're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And, and he guides us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I want to talk about the blessing a little more. We are so blessed. We're blessed to have Jesus. We have, we have someone that never leaves us and he never forsakes us. That we, we have a friend that's closer. We have a brother. I'm sorry. A friend that's closer than a brother. See, that's Jesus. And he walks with us. So again, I'm going to give you a challenge. What kind of relationship do you have with him? How is your relationship with Jesus? Now, it kind of it reminds me a little bit. I'm married to a wonderful lady right there, Rhonda. And you know, I, I love her, and I know in return that she loves me. And we talk, we communicate. I've never been hit in the head with a frying pan. <laughs> That's good. I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> that just kind of came out. But it's the truth. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But see, I know that she cares about me. And she knows the same thing. She makes me complete. And I believe that I make her complete. 
And it's because we know each other. We spend time together. And it doesn't matter if you're married. Maybe you're single and and you just, you live alone. But see, God never leaves you. There's always someone with you all the time. You are never alone. And and I'm just going to say this, that he completes you. He completes you. I'm telling you, we serve a good God. He is a good God. Praise the Lord. We're never alone.